All right, so welcome to episode two, <laughs> season three, episode twelve, mm-hmm. episode eleven. Episode eleven. Yes, we have Coke. We're drinking right. some Coke. You might hear it in the background, right? Because it gets kind of loud when we're drinking because the microphone is very close. Right. Mixed Coke is half flat, half non-flat mm-hmm. Coke. And the Coke Sommelier paired it with a uh, boiled hot dog. <laughs> no bun. No bun. Yeah. No carbs. No carbs. <laughs> All right. So we have a lot of things to talk about, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I think uh, we should talk about one of the most important things that has happened recently, uh, which is the return of Full House. Okay. Yeah. To, that's a big one. I wouldn't say television. I wouldn't call it television. <laughs> no. I, what would you call it? Um, to the universe? To to the universe, right, yeah. I watched it on a laptop. Okay. So, yeah, uh, so Fuller House yeah. is a show. Let's get, let's start with the premise. Start with the premise this time? <laughs> yes. Okay, because there's a lot to talk about. Yes, okay. we're going to unpack it. We're going to touch all the key parts. So, Fuller House is a show that is a... A uh, sequel to Full House, uh-huh. the show, and it is on Netflix. Yep. And it the story is that DJ, who was the oldest daughter in Full House, DJ Tanner, has grown up now, has a family of her own, and she has three young boys. Yeah. Right. Right. And then, her, and her husband has died. <laughs> right. And so she moves back in with her dad, Danny Tanner. For right. a year to get things sorted out. Um, okay. And then Danny uh, is going to be moving on to L.A. after that year. Um, and so this is basically what happens in the first episode. I saw saw it, but all of that is new to me. Oh, this is good that we're going over this. Then. Okay, yeah. So, so he had got a job offer to do a morning show in L.A. Right. Okay. Yes. Right. Yep. And so, um, you know, DJ is going to be left on her own and she has to move out of the house uh, and she's freaking out about it. And then uh, Stephanie and Kimmy Gibbler yep. overhear her freaking out about it and decide that they want to be like their uncle's. When they were growing up, and they decide to move in and help DJ, and that's the premise around the of, house. of the whole show. Yes, yeah. around the house and with the kids. I, okay, I also feel like setting up the premise of Fuller House. I feel like the other thing we should mention is that Nick is what I would call a super fan of Fuller House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say so. A super fan. Mm-hmm. In that your knowledge. And love for the show is encyclopedic and uh, wide. Okay. Yeah. I would accept half of that. I would say oh. I'm a I'm a big fan. I wouldn't say I'm like super super fan. Yeah. There's well, a lot of things I probably don't know still. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. But I'll, I know more than the average viewer. I'd say. That's absolutely true. Uh huh. Even yes, more than the average viewer. Okay. Okay, so we got All that right. out of the way. So, so that is the show, and it's on Netflix. They have 13 episodes, 
and it came out last night. And Chris, right. you have watched how many episodes? I watched two episodes um, on your request. Okay. Um, so you wouldn't have watched them on your own? Yeah. Uh, okay, so, right. <laughs> so, I mean, when Full House was on TV, and it was on TV forever, I... You could say that I hated that show. Yeah. I watched every other show on TGIF, except Full House, which I avoided because I hated it. Really? You watched Teen Angel, but you wouldn't watch Full House. This, yep, that's true. Do you remember Teen Angel? Teen Angel was like... <laughs> I remember of it. I'm getting confused with Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which well, that, I that was also, genuinely loved. It was after Sabrina got popular, they came up with all these supernatural shows. And one of them was Teen Angel. It didn't last very long? No. Okay. The The premise was that it was an angel that one of the, the main character's best friend died after eating an old taco and came back as an angel that would help him through high school. High school is tough, man. Yeah. <laughs> but we're getting sidetracked. Right. Um, okay, and I should also mention that by saying that I hated Full House, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that meant that I only saw probably half the episodes mm-hmm. ever made, as opposed to every episode of every show ever made. Okay, so, so so not a big fan. Right. But you're willing to give Fuller House a try. Absolutely, and I'm very familiar with Full House and the premise behind it. Okay, so this is an interesting perspective. So let's hear your thoughts on the first two episodes. Okay, so, um, I, okay, so I want to say, first of all, that I liked it very much, mm-hmm. like very much. At the end of the first episode, I thought, I want to watch the next episode. Okay. Okay. I, I liked it. I liked it very much. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Well, we're we're starting with you. Okay, we're starting okay. with me. Okay. Um, there, I saw there were some problems. Let's start with the positive. Right? Okay. Start. I'll start with the positive. The positive is it seemed very believable to center the show around DJ. As being like an overly um, anxious and like put upon single mother, mm-hmm. like for whatever reason, despite my long history with Candace Cameron, mm-hmm. I was like, she is perfect for this role <laughs> and she is nailing it, and that's what the show should definitely be about. Mm-hmm. So right away, I was like, that's working for it. Okay. Okay. Um. um Two of the major reasons I didn't watch Full House is, one, I hated Stephanie Tanner mm-hmm. with a passion. When she got older, she was quite annoying. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And she would, like, hang out with Michelle in the backyard and just do dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. Totally annoying. So, that was a drawback, and I wouldn't say I liked her very much in the first episode of this, either. Because she was, like, a DJ. She was, like, club Yeah, DJ. that's true. Yeah, that was that was questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I'm not writing her off. I'm just okay. Saying. This is this is these are just overall like, right. thoughts. Right. Uh, and the third thing, which is related to the first two, is Kimmy Gibbler, who at the time I totally hated, mm-hmm. as did everyone. Um, but I didn't realize at the time that I was like supposed to hate her, that like she was so good at what she was doing on that show that I was. Hating her as much as I, did, I should, you know. You're falling into their trap. I was, I was completely falling into the trap. So, um, and then I, I grew to realize that, like later in life, like, okay, Kimmy Gibbler effectively made me dislike her 
And then, in the show yesterday, I thought the same thing. Like, oh, she's effectively making me hate her. Every time she comes in to the show, I don't want to hear what she has to say. Mm-hmm. Just like everyone in the house. <laughs> and uh, so she is doing a very good job. Okay. So, okay. Okay, but then... Yeah. But then something went wrong. Like, what what, oh, what didn't fit? What didn't fit? Uh, primarily what doesn't fit, and I'll say it doesn't fit at all, is the kids. Mm-hmm. The young kids. All right, first of all, the there are three kids, right? There's, like, teenager kind of kid. Yeah. Or, like, preteen, maybe. And then, like, a four-year-old or something. Mm-hmm. And a baby. And uh, I don't know what it is, but all, all the shows, like... Fuller House and all the shows in the Disney Channel that have like a four-year-old boy, I always dislike this character <laughs> with like a intense passion, uh-huh. and I just can't stand this kid. It sounds pretty positive still. Right. Yeah. But yeah. that was mostly all on the first episode, right? Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, I'm going to give you my perspective on yeah. this now. Because well, I'm going to tell you all the reasons why you're wrong, Chris. Oh, what? <laughs> I think we're, we have opposite perspectives, but I can see your point of view, and I'm going to give you some counterpoints. Uh, I'd like to hear it, because yes. I, I gave you a lot. Yes. Okay. So, all right. I will say Fuller House is overall... <laughs> it's overall a good show. It's... If you liked Full House at all, then you'll like this show. And um, the the part where I knew that I was going to, like, I was a little bit iffy at first, during the first episode. Um, the first episode, I thought, was, like, a little bit too... Um, it felt like like a reunion show. Like, it wasn't like a real television episode. It was like they went on Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy or uh, Jimmy Fallon, yeah. and then they were like, hey, let's get all the Full House people together, which they already did that before. Yeah. It felt a little bit like, and let's have them say, cut it out, and then have everyone clap. And then let's have Uncle Jesse say something about his hair, and everyone clap. And let's have Danny Tanner say something about something clean, and everyone clap. And so they, like, really, like, focused on all those, like, hackneyed jokes that they've gone through. And they did, like, the split screen, right? Where, like, they... Well, I'm going to get to that okay. part. <laughs> and so it was like... <laughs> and then Stephanie said, how rude. Like, <laughs> that's the thing that she says. Like, and I'm not... I, I enjoy those things, but they have those... They, they've done those things in the past, and I'm not there <laughs> to watch them just redo Full House. This is Fuller House. This is DJ's story, okay? Uh-huh. And so I am I liked, I thought DJ did a very good job. I agree yes, with you yes. on there. And I thought Stephanie did a good job at being a weird kind of annoying aunt. She's kind of playing the, she's playing the Jesse Katsopoulos role where she's like not a great influence but has a heart of gold. Hmm. Right. And, well, okay, that's interesting. I didn't. And then this. Kimmy is the Joey, where she's kind of goofy, right? And I then DJ DJ is a straight man. So that's the setup. And the the second that I I was like at the beginning of the first episode, they're going through like, oh, you know, check out what happened to you know Becky and the twins. Like the twins are in college. Um, 
And they were like, and they were, helium and, stuff. and they were bros. And yeah. then it was like, ha ha ha. Like, okay, now we know what happened to everyone. So let's get on with this actual show. Um, so I was, I was interested in having the show continue on. And it, it did, it, and it does. And I think it's good that they wrapped up some of those loose ends, but I don't think that the first episode is going to be the strongest. Interesting. Um, what, where, I had another thought. Okay, can I have a, a, okay. a counterpoint on the, yes. the early part? So when the show first started and they introduced every character, and they, like you said, they like came down the stairs, and they'd be like, and here's like Uncle Joey, and everyone clapped and said, like, woo! Mm-hmm. This part, I thought that you especially would enjoy. I I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. But I don't think that if I'm going to go back later and watch an episode, that I would... Like, I don't think it stands on its own. It was basically like fan service. I see. But it's... Fan service is, like, great for fans, but does it stand on its own? Not really. I see. Okay. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it was good that they did that because those are the t- people that are going to be watching. But I think that the show needs to be more than just references to a past show. I see, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, okay, we were talking about the split screen part. Split screen at the end of the first show. At the end of the first episode. Now, I thought that this was very well done, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no. It was very touching. So I will explain this to our to our listeners. Yeah. So at, at the end of the first episode um, of of the original Full House series, um, that it's basically the end of the first Full House episode is when they all agree to move in together, Jesse, Joey, and Danny, and that's kind of basically what happened at the end of this first Fuller House episode, where DJ Kimmy and Stephanie agree to be living together right and then um at, and then at the end of that episode then michelle's crying in her crib and then they all sing the flintstones theme song and dance around the crib and so in fuller house the re- they reenact that very moment except with newcomer tommy the baby who's going to be a superstar pretty soon uh, <laughs> <laughs> gonna, gonna be a superstar. I don't know. Soon to be superstar Tommy. <laughs> okay. Um, they they uh, they do the exact same thing, but uh, as they're doing it, they split screen it so you can see the the original Full House with the Fuller House, and you can see you know the people as they got older, and it was very touching, Chris. It was very touching. Everyone loved it. Uh, okay, so when I saw that, so is that the only time they did the split screen during the first episode? They did some um, flashbacks, maybe. Yeah, I I was wondering because I knew like I knew I miss I must have missed something, right? But like, because they totally caught me off guard. But it it was touching. It was very touching. It was touching. Yes. Okay. If you had grown up, it's like, man, this really is twenty nine years later. <laughs> like, look at this, and. It was very nice. Yeah. Um, and the thing that won me over, though, in that first episode, it was when Stephanie came. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you. I'll, I'm going to tell you. The, okay. the moment she she plays a DJ, right? Instead of being a rock star, she's like a wild DJ. Like a, Yeah, yeah. It's like Jessie was a rock star. Now she's the DJ, right? She like goes to Ibiza. 
Yeah. <laughs> and she came in, and um, the part I knew that I was going to like the show is when she was like, oh, DJ Tanner is playing tonight. And then, and then DJ says, I, what, I'm going to play? And she's like, no, that's my DJ name, DJ Tanner. And it's, it's that kind of like inside referential joke where they can make fun of themselves, like comforted me that this was, this was, the, this was the type of humor that they were going to have. So you were comforted by Stephanie Tanner. That was what got me like, okay, I'm going to like this show. Okay. That first joke. And then when Comet Junior Junior has puppies, <laughs> that also really got me. That that was a good moment, yeah. And then the, the little boy is like, Comet Junior Junior Junior. I was I was very I was very pleased with um, the um, appearance of what's the guy's name? The boyfriend? High school boyfriend? Steve. Steve? Mm-hmm. Right. Right, because of all throughout the whole show, like Steve to me was the most like easily identifiable character with like myself. Because you like to eat a lot of food, right? Yeah, and he was also the voice of Aladdin, correct? Yes. And um, right, and so and he was a dork or whatever, and so but I was just like, this guy's funny, but I thought he was funny too. He was funny. Yeah. Yeah, and he he plays the guy who's in love with DJ all the time. Yeah, he's good at it. I thought he he did well. Um, I think that the kids are. I think the kids didn't work uh, in the first episode at all. Like, there's too many things going on. Like, you have to introduce yeah. these new kids that you've never known, but then they have to make references to all these old things, and then introduce the new characters that are the new DJ, the new Stephanie, and the new Kimmy, because they're different. And so that's like three different things going on. And so the kids really just got pushed in the back, and you don't care about them. But later on in the episodes is when the kids really come into their own. Yeah. And I think that you're going to like them a little more later. Even the four-year-old? He gets better. I think the, the one that I dislike is the older boy. Really? He is less likable, I think. Huh. I think the, the, the daughter, Kimmy's daughter, is likable. She's relatable. Right. And she adds a more Hispanic twist to the show. Yep. Which was good. That was good. I like how she made fun of how white they were. I like that, too. Yeah, that was good. And um, and the, 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 the boy, though, he's kind of, like, really vanilla. Really? I think he's going to, like, have some tough times. <laughs> well, I... Oh, Yeah. But that's good though, right? Yeah. Because like, I don't know. That's like Sean Hunter though. No, he's good. He's like, um, he's not the Sean Hunter. He's gonna be like the Corey Matthews. Oh. But without a Sean Hunter. I see. Well, that's not good. Yeah. I think they need to make him more interesting. Like later on, he has this thing where he like talks about himself as G Money all the time. Yeah. That's really stupid. <laughs> like, who wrote that? That's dumb. Kids don't say that. They don't. They don't. They don't talk like that right now. Nope. You know what else was touching about the first episode? Mm -hmm. When they had the dance party in the living room, and uh, at one point they like got up and danced to the new kids on the block, and ordinarily <laughs> I would think like, oh, that's something I would think was really stupid, but for whatever reason I was like, this is awesome. 
I took the opposite perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I can see where you get that, but okay. Let's I on. didn't like it. What? I thought that it, w- it was like 10 seconds of dancing. <laughs> and like, did they ever dance to New Kids on the Block in the original show? I don't no, know. I don't think they did. I don't know. I don't know. And it, and then what the part that, that I liked was that the original Rippers were there in the back. <laughs> They're the original Rippers from Jesse and the Rippers. So that was those were like the original guys. I, yeah. <laughs> I okay, there's another there's another one of the Rippers plays a pivotal part in another scene that I thought would be your favorite joke in the whole episode. Okay. What so, was that? Okay, so DJ goes to get the door, mm-hmm. and I forget who's at the door, maybe like Kimmy Gibbler, and she's like, it's time for you to get out, to go go away, and uh, everybody laughs, and in the background you can see one of the rippers like laughing, mm-hmm. but he looks really stupid. He's <laughs> the stupidest look on his face as he laughs, and for some reason I thought, Nick really likes this part. I didn't see that part, so I maybe I have to rewatch it. All right, we gotta we gotta look at that. The the other thing was it's like oh Jesse's gonna sing his song again, which was nice, but it wasn't like there was no part in the story where you needed that. I, I, I confession, I didn't recognize the song. That was a song that went n- number one in Japan when he went to Japan, and then he <laughs> forgot about his family. He told Michelle he was gonna call her every day. He didn't call her once. Not once from Japan. Forgot. And then he got really picky about what kind of nuts he had in his dressing room. (laughs) And he was becoming like a diva because he was getting famous. And then Becky grounded him and said, like, you need to figure your shit out. And then he went back to San Francisco. That's a great episode. (laughs) Talk about great episodes. The thing is I'm worried about is that they're not going to have many standout episodes this season. I feel like it shows... It's going to take a while to to set these characters up. You want the show to grow. It needs to grow. And, (laughs) like, the the third episode, they have a um, a luchador episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like... And I feel like that's a bad sign. They're, like, all... It's like they go to a, a Mexican wrestling match together as a family, and then... DJ like runs into the ring to save her kids at some point, and there's a costume mix-up. Like it's very like anyone could have thought of this, and it's like a sign of like they ran out of ideas in a normal show, right? By episode three, they ran out of ideas. <laughs> like it seemed like it. Yeah. Um, I didn't think that that was a good move on their part, but I think. Maybe it was like the writers were finding their, like, this is a stupid 90s sitcom thing that would happen. <laughs> like, let's put that in there. It is a stupid 90s sitcom thing <laughs> that would happen. And so I think maybe they have to, like, start there and then grow out of it. That makes sense. What if they wrote, like, that episode and they filmed it and they were just like, let's make that episode 3 instead of episode 10 or something? Probably. Maybe. But. Did it have superstar guest stars? Um, it has um, John Cena from WWE. No, it didn't. No, didn't have any guest stars in that episode. Well, that's, that's unlike TVIF. <laughs> and it was um, it was really weird because it was like Stephanie's like, hey, guess what? I got tickets to something something, and then everyone's like, oh, cool. And then they're like, what is it? And they're like, oh yeah, it's Mexican wrestling. Everyone loves it, and they just pretended everyone loves it. <laughs> <laughs> everyone likes this and goes to this. 
And then they like pretended that like there was some famous Mexican wrestlers that all the kids loved, and then the little boy dressed up as them. <laughs> I'm not gonna like that little boy. There's he. I think he's a good actor. I think he's a good actor because there are some parts where you can tell he's actually having fun and not just reading a line. And you, maybe you need to watch more of that. Maybe. There's an episode coming up where he eats a 999 M&Ms and one Skittle. <laughs> and then he, like, is basically on drugs and runs around the house being crazy. Like, too much sugar? Yeah. Okay, that has problems. <laughs> <laughs> that, I think that was his best performance, yeah. I have an aversion to kids when they get, like, precious. And they're like... Because all kids between four and six turn into, like, stars of television and stage and screen. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I'm always, like, the harshest critic in the room. Like, <laughs> stop, being, stop being so I, precious. I mean, there's there's episodes in, like, season five or six of Full House where whenever Stephanie and Michelle are on there, I'm just like, shut up, Stephanie. <laughs> like, as one of the bigger, biggest fans, I still get annoyed at, at some of this, like, the sappiness of it. Exactly. But um, in, I thought it was good that they um, there's an episode where John Stamos is guest starring in it, and then he's like saying like, you know, hugging is really important to this family, and you know, a lot of like really nice things happen, and like sometimes it's so touching you'll even start hearing um, violin music in the background. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, this is pretty good. I saw that one. That was pretty good. Yeah. And then he came in the door and everyone was hugging and there's violin music. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good. And then they have the new theme song. Well, uh, what are your thoughts? What's better, old theme song or new theme song? I think that they needed to... I think it's a, a, a hard line to walk because they needed to keep the old theme song, but they had to put a... Tw- That's a good episode, too. So... Uh, overall, on Fuller House, yeah, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you gonna give it? I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I am gonna give it a thumbs up. It's basically like more Full House, which is not bad. Awesome. I, I think it needs to to go somewhere a little more, but I think it's it's good. I agree. It's a good show. I'm gonna watch all 13 episodes. I'm going to watch more of it. I, I'm, I won't, uh, I don't know if I'll get to 13. Well, I'm going to talk about ones that you haven't seen, and then you're going to want to watch And then I'll watch them? Yeah. yeah, that probably will happen. <laughs> okay. All right, Chris. Yeah. Are we done with our first topic? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we are. Let's, um, should I look at the list? Yeah. I made a list this time. Let's have a list. Uh, the next on the list is, uh... The song. Oh, the song. Okay. Yeah. Not Confusion Hill. Well, that could be next. Who's this guy? We're gonna have a special guest. That's Nick Donovan. Oh wow. Nick Donovan. A different Nick. Yeah. Alright. So I better get to my story. Well, I mean, he's only gonna be here for a second, but Well, he's gonna ruin my story then. <laughs> Alright. Well better get to your story. Um Wait, you have a story about Confusion Hill? No, not about Confusion Hill. Oh. Uh, okay. Donald Spears. Donald Spears, right. 
All right. So this is um, something that happened to me recently where Donald Spears and I were talking to each other over email. Okay. And I um, found his email, his old email address in my uh, contact list. And then I said I hadn't heard from him for a while. So I sent, decided to send him an email to that email saying, you know, is this still an email that you check? Is this still something that you use? Um, otherwise, like, I'll just delete it or whatever. And then he emails me back saying, yes, this is the email I still use. It's good to hear from you. What's your phone number? I'll give you a call sometime. Okay, so he wants to move it from email to telephone. Yes. All right. And so... I said, oh, well, this is great. I uh, text, I emailed him back my f- phone number because I had changed phone numbers. Uh, and uh, Wait, what? I, well, since I knew Donald. Okay. That was, so it's been a while. Okay. And, um, and then um, I say, yeah, just free, feel free to call me anytime. And then... Um, I was telling Mrs. Mod too about it, and then she was like, "Oh no, he's never gonna call you." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "No, no, no." He said, "Like I wasn't even asking him to call me. He was just like, he was the one asking for my phone number in the email, right?" So you're really excited about this. You're like, "Guess who's gonna call me, Donald Spears?" Yeah. And she's like, "He's never gonna call you." And he's like, "Yeah, no." It says, "I'm gonna call you sometime." That's what people say when they don't want to call you. <laughs> And I was like, no, Donald wouldn't say that. He wouldn't just, like, give me the brush off. If he didn't want to talk to me, he would just tell me he didn't want to talk to me. Yeah. Um, and then um, and then months pass. Months pass. <laughs> months pass, and Donald still didn't call. Like, how many months? Like, six months. That's a lot of months. And Mrs. Mod 2 is gloating over... <laughs> This whole thing, whenever um, it comes up in the conversation, it's like, oh yeah, I knew he would never call. <laughs> and so I'm getting a little tired of this um, being ignored and being wrong. There's two things I don't like. And so I um, decide I, I was going to maybe write him another email or um, I don't know. I, something needs to happen. Yeah. So it, then in my mind, I... I realize what I need to do is what I've always been doing in the past is to write a song about Donald and then I'll send it to him. This I don't know for what reason why I came up with this plan. Um, but I, I decided I'm going to write a song. I'm going to sing lyrics about why, about him thinking he's so great and not calling me mm-hmm. and like that he's like this really important guy now mm-hmm. and he has no time for his past life and he wants to get away from his old life and he's like putting the past behind him and then I'll just send it to him. And if he doesn't respond to me after that, then it's through. Like, I'm not going to talk to him ever you again. Had your chance. That was That was my last try. Okay. Okay. And so I record this song. Yeah. And it's it's exactly the lyrics are like Donald's important now. He's living in Portland now. He's uh, he was thinking about his past life, and then he went to make a call, and then he decided to throw his phone against the wall because he's so important. 
um, <laughs> and I, I just, um, but I make the, 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 the back kind of upbeat, so it knows like I'm not being too serious about it. Oh, so you did that on purpose? Yeah. Okay. So it's a very upbeat, peppy song, but then I'm kind of being rude to Donald in it. Um, isn't that important to the story? Okay. Okay, so I sent, I sent the e- email, I sent the song to Donald Spears, and a week had passed, and I didn't hear anything. And then I get the email saying, oh, um, I got your song, uh, I want to call you, what's your phone number again? And then... <laughs> what's your phone number again? Well, what's your phone number? Or, or like he tried calling, it, 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 I think it was like, uh, oh yeah, I tried calling your number, but nothing, no one picked up, or it said it, it wasn't connected. And so he didn't get like my full number or my, my new number. And so I, um, I asked him if his number was the same and he said, yes. And so I called him and then he said that he had never gotten the email that had my phone number in it for some reason. Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) So you sent him the song. Yes. But he claimed to never get the original email with the number yes huh so who knows well that's quite a story but he said that that email is one that he doesn't check that often it's kind of like his junk email (laughs) but then he got the song and then he listened to it and he thought it was funny and then he said oh well you know i better call him back because once you know it's a song about me and and he's making fun of me in the song so i better call him um and then uh, now we have each other's phone numbers, and our friendship has been rekindled. Oh, nice! But then, at for the uh, ending twist, okay, uh, I was telling this story to Mrs. Ma too about <laughs> like how he didn't check that email that often, mm-hmm. and then she said, "Well, did you get? Did he give you the the email, <laughs> his email that he checks?" And it's like, no, he didn't say anything about that. <laughs> and then she's like, oh well, he doesn't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> she might be right <laughs> well I listened to that song that you made for him and it's it's a good song mm-hmm. I gotta say thank you Chris it, yeah no it was a catchy song and a good beat and so I, I thought I would get through well that was that was the last if that song didn't get through to him that I was giving up <laughs> yeah so that was my story. That's a good one. All right, well, let's end this. Sounds good. All right, well, that was it, Chris. Season 3, episode 2. Episode the... 11. Episode 11 in the books. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. And we're going to end, and we'll have the song that I wrote Donald at the end of the oh, podcast. Nice. Okay. So then you've heard the story... Now you can experience the song. Experience the magic. Yes. All right. Oh, 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 oh.